Okay, welcome to February 4th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. 1789, Washington is unanimously elected first president. He would have rather had a sharp stick in the eye. George Washington was a skilled military leader, not a political leader, or so he thought. America was so new and fragile. Partisan lines were already being drawn, and the last thing Washington wanted to do was get in the middle of that. Now that the revolution was over and the British said, fine America, keep your stupid little country, Washington wanted to retire with Martha at Mount Vernon. But 69 out of 69 members of Congress chose Washington to become the first president. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Washington deserved much more credit than that. His humility set just the right tone for a new republic that had liberated herself against tyranny. The Senate wanted to call Washington, check this out, His Highness of the President of the United States of America and the Protector of their Liberties. <laughs> Washington humbly decided, no, he'd rather just be called Mr. President. Nineteen ninety eight, Gates gets pied. According to Time magazine, although Bill Gates wasn't the only bigwig to be targeted with pastry, other notables, including pundit Ann Coulter and New York Times columnist Tom Friedman, the pieing of then Microsoft chairman Bill Gates was especially stunning, if only because his assailant scored a bullseye. In Brussels in February 1998, to meet with business leaders, Gates was hit in the face with a cream pie as he was about to enter a building. Stunned, but unhurt, Gates declined to press charges against the pranksters, who said afterwards they were motivated simply by mischief and not by any particular grievance with Gates. Gates would eventually get revenge on the world by releasing Windows 8. And I'd like to talk about this more, but my computer just blue screened, so I gotta move on. Thanks, Bill. 1974, Patty Hearst is kidnapped by the SLA. Members of the Sibianese Liberation Army broke into her apartment February 4th, 1974 and kidnapped Patty, the daughter of newspaper tycoon William Randolph Hearst. The SLA were a ruthless band of domestic terrorists who had already shot and killed Oakland superintendent of schools with cyanide-laced bullets. They really didn't have a purpose other than standing up to capitalism and wanted everybody to be fed. So why Patty? Because she was rich, that's why. She made an excellent bargaining chip and made the group famous. And sure enough, the plan worked. The SLA soon would release a video of Patty saying that her new name was Tanya and that she was a willing member of the SLA. Then surveillance cameras showed her robbing a bank in San Francisco. The FBI worked more intensely than ever before to find the SLA and finally found them holed up in a safe house. A massive gunfight ensued and five members of the SLA, including its founding member, perished. But Patty wasn't there at the time. She was traveling to avoid capture. And the FBI caught up with her as well and she was arrested for bank robbery and other crimes. If she would have just posed for Playboy, her sentence may have been forgiven. At least I would have forgiven her. 2007, Super Bowl 41. The first time the Colts played in the Super Bowl since they moved from Baltimore to Indiana, and the first time the Chicago Bears 
were there since 1985. It was the first Super Bowl to be headed by two African-American head coaches, Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith. Billy Joel did the national anthem, and Prince did the halftime highlights. The Colts would win the game 29-17, and Peyton Manning would get the MVP. Omaha! And that's it for February 4th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks for listening.